Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cars. Dave Weishelda with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. We have a lot of listeners out there who are poker players, and most of them will tell you there's nothing better than spending an evening in a well-designed poker room. The tables are in the right place, the chairs are comfortable, hell, even the chips are great. But have you ever stopped and wondered about the person who actually designs these rooms? Well, coming up, we're going to talk to a guy who actually designs poker rooms for a living. And these are well-known poker rooms, probably some that you've played in. His name is Tommy Bates, and he has designed some of the most iconic poker poker rooms in this country. He even designed a new poker room in Virginia that just opened. We're going to talk to Tommy about what goes into designing the perfect poker room. When we come back, we're talking poker rooms. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 27th, 2023. For the second year in a row, the commercial gaming industry in this country broke a record for revenue. According to the American Gaming Association, the gaming industry's revenue reached an annual record of $60.4 billion in 2022. This marks the first $60 billion revenue year ever in the commercial gaming industry. According to the AGA, 34% of the adult population visited a casino this past year. Full House Resorts announced the opening of its temporary casino in Waukegan, Illinois. The property, which appropriately is named the Temporary by American Place, will have 1,000 slot machines and 50 table games. The Temporary will also open with a couple of restaurants and a chandelier made from canoes. The opening of the permanent property will occur within three years according to state regulations. And finally, even though the Philadelphia Eagles fell short in the Super Bowl, Pennsylvania had one heck of a Super Bowl Sunday. According to the Gaming Control Board, over $84 million was wagered in the Keystone State, which is a 24% increase from last year's game. According to GeoComply, over 793,000 online accounts were active in the state during the big game. Unfortunately, the Eagles lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 38-35. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
You're listening to the House of Cards. It's not fun making the right play and getting the wrong result. But you know what? That's poker. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. Poker rooms are so much more than tables, chairs, cards, and chips. These rooms start with an idea, which turns into a design that makes them amazing spaces to spend time in. And some of these rooms have become iconic in the poker world. And right now, we are going to talk with a person who has worked in and created some of these amazing rooms. Tommy Bates has designed some of the best poker rooms in this country, and he is on the line right now to tell us how he does it. Tommy, welcome to the show. Good morning, and uh, thanks for uh, having me on. Oh, it's it's great to talk to you. I, th- I think you have more one of the most interesting careers in the gaming industry. Tell us about some of the poker rooms you've worked in and designed, because I, I think these are some of the best poker rooms in the country. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, so so I, I kind of started just sort of like dealing and, and everything the first 18 years of my career, but... But really, as far as the design piece came through, um, I had worked at I had worked at Borgata for ten years, and, and one of our executives there, his name was Paul Malo, had moved over to Tampa Hard Rock, mm-hmm. and uh, he invited me to come down there in 2013 to run their 50 table poker room, and that was my first job as a director. Um, and then um, through that, we found out that you know Tampa was doing this big build. Uh, and this edition, and they had asked me if I was interested in taking part in designing poker room, which kind of never really happens to directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually done by people who are architects and designers that really don't know the flows and ebbs of poker rooms. So um, interesting. Uh, it was an interesting ask, and uh, I was really excited to take that job on. You know, that, that's very interesting because the first thing I thought of is – I, I've never talked to someone who actually designed a poker room because, uh, you know, you always talk to directors. You talk to – they're people that you, you just don't think about who existed. I mean, I was wondering how you got started in the poker room design. I was thinking, was there some really cool class in school that I missed out on that uh, <laughs> told you how to design a poker room? I mean, I'm curious, what was your first steps in the design poker room realm? Yeah, great question. Um, I sometimes wonder how, I wonder myself how the heck I got into that position. Um, it was a matter of a GM of, uh, his name was Larry Frank, uh, rest his soul. He was our general manager for all properties, uh, for Seminole, uh, Hard Rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in Florida. And he had asked me if I had any, um, you know, if I had any, any interest in h- helping design the poker room for, uh, for Tampa Hard Rocks. The challenges were, it was separate from the casino. It was in an old bus station, and it had four or five massive pillars in the middle of this space <laughs> uh, that I was supposed to take and turn into a poker room. Um, so I had sat down there, just with a number two pencil and a protractor. I didn't have any schooling on design. Um, I think from playing all the years and working in so many poker rooms, I think you naturally get a you get a feel for what's right and what's not and where they missed mm-hmm. uh, and what could have been better, right? So I was I, I guess I could say I was at it. I paid attention to detail, even as a player. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I sat down there and I, I was sitting physically in a bus station with glass windows looking at this empty space where buses park. <laughs> uh, and for the first month or two, um, I kept designing, designing, and I went up to John Fontana, who was her GM at the time, and he kind of redirected me and uh, in, in what I wanted to do. He said, before you, before you want to design a space, you have to know what is going to go into that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we talked about that, you know, a cage. Uh, because we were separated, it needed a break room for the, for the staff, offices, bathrooms. Um, so I really didn't have any idea what I was doing in the beginning. But, but like I say, as having John Fontana as a mentor, I mean, that was as good as any two-year uh, design school. <laughs> well, see, that that was my question. How does this whole process start? I mean, do you talk to the casino and they have ideas, or do you come with ideas? Do you have to see the space first? or Is every poker room first steps the same, or is it different for every room to get it started? So, I, boy, I tell you the truth. Because I was running a 50-table poker room while all this was going on. Our poker room still existed on the other side of the casino. So it was one of the things where I had to run the poker room and then still be able to uh, design this one. And I could, for the reason, I couldn't tell you why they let me do it this way. (laughs) I guess they had enough confidence in me, and especially Mr. Frank, um, there three years of speaking about our visions, and, and bad poker room designs and flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. Really, you can't get that from a designer or from an architect unless they're really good at, at poker rooms, right? Yeah, unless yeah. they build a lot of poker rooms or even worked in them. So it, you know, it came down to me going down this escalator into this space. And then what does it look like from there from a player's perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, and then put the podium in. And then what goes to the left or right? all has to do with what is already existing. It was, um, it was a concrete pad, so we had to pipe and trench some things in. Um, and through talking with John on a weekly basis, he kept me on track with things that I needed to know, like where the, um, where the water lines were, where are the sewer lines, um, what is accessible, and what is harder to do if you don't put it in, in, a, in a certain space. So that's kind of how it started, and it literally, Dave, it was a, it was a pencil to paper, <laughs> and I probably like was like Larry David with 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 uh, writer's cramp. I remember they were sitting in like a half a foot of paper that was crumpled up, going, "This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work." Until finally, I come up with an I you know a plan, brought it to John, and we started spacing it. Um, that's that's really the very very beginning of it. Uh, and then I learned about um, codes and access codes mm-hmm. and like, fire uh, codes and stuff like that. It was really very new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I knew what was going to be good for both staff and players. Stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. A 
Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. Every 40 seconds, a kid is reported missing. Find the Children provides educational material that teaches your kids how to recognize and avoid predators. Our recovery programs are very successful in bringing kids back home to their family. You can help protect our kids and bring the missing kids home safe by donating your unwanted car, truck, SUV, or van. Running or not, we guarantee you will receive the maximum tax deduction. We provide fast free pickup usually within 24 hours. Over 2,000 kids are reported missing every day Call now to donate your vehicle. Donate now to bring this kids home safe. Call 800-706-6060-800-706-6060-800-706-6060. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaud with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with poker room designer Tommy Bates. You bring up so many questions that are running around in my mind. I'm like, uh, <laughs> so I'll start off with this. I mean, you've been around poker rooms and you're doing poker room design. I'm curious how poker rooms and poker room design change over the years. I mean, as a gaming attorney, I always talk to a lot of casino executives and they're always trying to tell me the next big thing coming to casinos. A couple of years ago, it was uh, sports betting. And um, nowadays, like, every executive wants to talk about cashless gaming. And I, I'm just curious about you know, what about poker rooms and poker room design? Has that evolved over the years? So that's a great question. I think that there's, for me, uh, for me as getting into the design world of these places, uh, when, I des- when I assisted the design of this of our poker room here in Fort Smith, it was attached to a casino. So it wasn't standalone and all the amenities that you may need in a, in a poker room that's by itself 
you don't really need. You don't need a really need a dealer's break room. It's back of the house. You don't need a place to feed them. That's back of the house. Uh, lockers, all those types of things. If you're attached to a casino, you wouldn't need to put those into your design. So the poker room things that are that are associated and attached to a casino are more of your square box type. Put as many tables that you can into a space. For the Tampa Hard Rock build, it was anything but that. It was certainly, um, I kind of thought about the rooms I had worked in mm-hmm. uh, in California because they weren't attached, they were just poker rooms, right, with bingo halls. So I took that approach and then I took everything that I've always liked about any poker rooms I've ever visited, worked in, or played in and applied it to, uh, to that space. And, uh, and so for me, that's the difference between a poker room that's attached and one that's not attached. And it's two totally separate uh, uh, builds. We always hear about the security in casinos and, you know, the eye in the sky sees everything when you're on the property. When you're designing a mm-hmm. poker room, do you take security and security camera placement into consideration or does that come later? Do, do the tables come in and then they figure out where the cameras are or are the cameras there and you have to figure out where to put the tables? So so in poker, because the, mm-hmm. to, to mitigate any types of losses, the losses aren't very big. Uh, like when I worked in table games, so some of those were, had a lot of money in it. So, so for me in the Tampa build, it was the safety of the cage that was the most important to me. Mm-hmm. Again, we were separated from the casino. Um, you know, anybody can come in and, and do anything, right? You don't have the security of them having to run anywhere or a lot of people that are involved. So for me, it wasn't really about the, the placement of the cameras. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a standard. And that's usually that's usually set up by uh, by the gaming board. Um, I think yeah. here, say say here in Portsmouth, you have to have four tables for every one camera. Uh, some some jurisdictions may be six, some may be two. So so I guess the first thing you have to do before you start designing things is find out what are the what are the state regs. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to have. Uh, Seminole Gaming is our regulator. Yeah. Who is, by the way, one of the best regulators in the world. Anybody can say anything they want. Um, they were probably the most professional and strict regulators uh, that I've ever worked for. Yeah. So that, and that was refreshing. Now, when it it just wasn't the old stories that you hear with, oh, it's Indian gaming, and they don't care. They absolutely care, or at least the Seminoles did. (laughs) Well, well, let me ask you about that. That's a very interesting point. I mean, anyone who works in the casino industry knows it's the most regulated industry in the world. And when when you're designing a poker Mm -hmm. room, how much of the rules and regulations do you have to take into consideration? I mean, I I had one executive joke around with me and said, oh, my God, if I move a chair on the gaming floor, I have to get three approvals and ten inspections to do it. But But in a poker room, you know, there's food. I mean, you have to work with the fire department to see access to everything. When designing a poker room, what do you have to consider with regard to the rules and regulations in the industry? Yeah, great question. So I, I think I think to start off, we're, we're always thinking about making our employees safe. Um, mm-hmm. Forget about the money for one second. It's all, for me, it's specifically making sure that the uh, that my team members have a safe place to work right and that, that's acceptable and it's an easy it, it's an easy job for them 
mm-hmm. um, and also the players. I mean, that's a very, very important thing for me to make sure that our players are, are safe in the space that, that we provide. Um, so, so the, so when you think about stuff like that, you think about access points, um, where to put security, uh, where to put cameras that we can see people's faces coming in and out. A lot of it has to do with that, but, but really it comes down to my staff. I mean, I want to make sure that they have a safe environment to work in. Sure. This is kind of their second home for eight hours. They probably spend more time in work than they do at home, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was, that was at the top of the list of, of things to do when I designed the room. Now, when you're designing a poker room, I mean, poker rooms come in all different sizes. What is more challenging to design? I mean, when you have a lot of space to work with or when you don't have a lot of space to work with? I know a lot of some uh, designers of just uh, rooms, not poker rooms, but, you know, they kind of like the smaller ones because they have their limitations and they know what to do. But sometimes when there's bigger rooms, you know, sometimes they have to kind of calm down when they they're designing but how about a poker room i mean do you like it bigger or do you like it smaller when you're designing hmm that's a great question um i can look back at uh, the pagata which was a 75 table poker room yeah, yeah and i thought i thought when i first started there that they didn't design that correctly i've always been interested in design of things right especially as a poker player i see things when i want i go oh i would have changed that or Oh, that's in our own space. I've always been that person, which probably has helped me to design these places. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was kind of a, a lot of it was sprawl. I would have put a I would have put a podium in the center, mm-hmm. kind of like what they do in California. Um, but I think uh, most of the people are always looking at give me as much revenue as I can. It means put as many tables into this space as can possibly fit. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a fail. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that I think that if you if, uh, I think that the bigger poker rooms, I, I don't know. I don't. I, you see, I'm not building so many big poker rooms now. I think that I think the number is 45. Yeah, if I was going to design this perfect poker room, mm-hmm. there's no designing. There's no sense in designing cramming 70 poker tables into a space that should only fit 60. Mm-hmm. Um, I never have them open. Right. It, it, yeah. Uh, so I think if designers and architects come in, they go, "Oh no." We want to fit as many people as we can because it's going to create more revenue. Yeah, yeah. I happen to think that's true. Let me ask you something. You're mentioning tables. Uh, yeah, okay, you got des- the design of the poker room. The, the casino says, yes, let's go with it. Now, mm-hmm. tables, chairs, cards, chips, carpets, monitors, television, and probably a lot mm-hmm. of stuff I'm not even thinking of. When it comes yeah. to the furniture and furnishings of the room, what, what are the next steps to take to equip the room with these things? Is, is that the yeah. next big hurdle? Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, well, that's like, I like to think of that as baking a cake. Um, you can cook anything, but baking is a very precise yeah. procedure, and it has to come out at the end uh, together. So for me, it's like uh, everything is lead time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're, when you're doing the FF&Es and you're doing the ordering, everything has to kind of show up at, at the same time. It can't be late. You can't miss opening <laughs> and it can't be so early that your that construction isn't ready for you. So, so the timing of everything and having everything come together at, at, at one date, mm-hmm. uh, I think is the secret sauce. And then, so I think about the longest lead times of any one thing. 
and that might be chips and cards, mm-hmm. um, because you cannot run a casino or a poker room without them. And then tables also. Um, they're the three lowest lead times. Um, you know, if you think about designing chips, for instance, you come up with the design, and then you have to take that design and give it to the whatever lottery board or whatever jurisdiction of gaming that you're working out of, and they have to approve it. Well, you don't have any, you really don't have any say on how long they're going to take to do that. So you have to leave yourself enough time for, for the things that other people look at. Um, and then this way here, you're not in their way. Designing tables. Um, I think we, I think we actually, I designed my own tables in Tampa with Genesis Gaming. Mm-hmm. And I've been using the same tables for every single poker in my boat. Wow. Um, because, yeah, because they work little things like dealer's comfort. Is there enough leg room? Um, is it high enough? Is the table itself high enough? If you put a, um, a 20 inch, 28 inch to the bottom from floor to the bottom of the rail in, well, you better have the right chairs. Um, otherwise people aren't going to sit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the lead time on, on some of the major things would be chips, cards, and, and tables themselves. Stick around. We'll be right back with more house of cards. If you don't have final expense life insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable information about whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and other final expenses. A final expense life insurance policy is fast and available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exam, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costing $9,420 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses. Your premium will never increase. Your policy will have a cash value and a death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense life insurance with a lifetime lock, Call Life Care at 800-459-8822. That's 800-459-8822. Some people like knocking boots. Hard to do. While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot. With 50% off almost any one sexy item, just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, about chicka wow wow. Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS2. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with poker room designer Tommy Bates. Let me ask about when the poker room opens. I mean, as a, as a designer, is your job done there, or is it a couple of days or a couple of weeks seeing how everything works out in the actual functioning of the poker room with actual players in it? I mean, as a designer, are you sitting there and watching for a couple of days or a couple of weeks after it opens? Yeah, I'm always – I probably always – Man, it takes me a couple of months to, to, to be comfortable with the decisions that I've made, mm-hmm. or even even more profound decisions that went at, that went against my decisions, and that happens as well. You can give somebody a design and they go, "Well, we're going to add something here," and and poker is going to be poker is going to move a little bit, or things are moved around. You have no say over that as a director. Um, they're they're architects, they're corporates, they're GMs. You know, they're, they have the final say of how that room works out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a dance that you do, but, yeah. but I'm always, I walk into my poker room today and I think, Jesus, I missed something there or the ATM's in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So I'm, <laughs> I'm forever, I'm forever changing things. Uh, if you want it done right, I guess some people walk in, they go, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Not for me. It's never fine for me. It always can be better. You know, I, I am so glad I, I'm talking to you and we're talking about this subject because I'm around casinos and I'm around poker rooms all the time. And one of my pet peeves is that sometimes poker players say, you know, I can run a poker room and I can design a poker room. I've played poker all around the world and I know what a good poker room should have. And, you know, as you've just heard, a lot more goes into designing and running a poker room than moving a couple of tables and chairs. But, you know, poker players are the people that spend the most time in these rooms. Do you ever get their opinions on what should go into a poker room or how to improve a poker room? Yeah. So, again, I I got to go back to Tampa because that was where I got to actually build it standalone from the from concrete up. Um, wow. After we got after we got it closed in and weathered in, um, the first thing I did was mock up a table with what the generic boxes, the drop boxes were for the for the dealer space. And I thought to myself, I had interviews with all my dealers and said, "Here we have an opportunity to build our own poker room. What makes you more comfortable in the box?" So that made me change the regular classic drop box designs mm-hmm. to the slim box design. Okay. Was the feedback from my dealers. We gained an extra four and a half inches of space by putting these slim drop boxes in. Um, you know the old story, you hit your knee on something? Sure. sure. <laughs> um, little did we know that the one and nine feet were also not going to hit their legs mm-hmm. on these drop boxes if you use slim line. Um, so in that instance, that's what made me design poker table that way. Um, also, I sat, I remember these big pillars in the middle of campus poker room. 
I had to put um, TVs up. So where do I put these TVs up? I always hated the TVs that were at Borgata. They were too high and too small. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just, I sat in a chair in probably 10 or 15 different places in, in this empty room, concrete floor, and I just looked around, and I knew I was going to put these uh, TVs on the poles. So I just sat back in a chair, and I looked up, and what was ever natural for me is where I got the angle and the height of those TVs. Mm-hmm. Now, that's probably a little over, probably a little overboard, but I can tell you one thing. There's not a player that doesn't love the, where those TVs are set <laughs> up and the angle of them. <laughs> now, now, I gotta, yeah. I, now, you've designed a couple of rooms for Bet Rivers. Uh, there's one in Illinois, and there's one in the brand-new gambling state of Virginia. I, I want to start with the one in Illinois. Uh, tell us a, something about that one. What can people look forward to when they visit the Illinois poker room? Yeah, so what a great property that is. First of all, I have to thank Rush Street Gaming, um, one of the best companies I've ever worked for. Um, they are so they are so pro uh, team member that it's refreshing to come into work every day. Mm-hmm. So I have to. I'm thankful to work for this company. Um, how I got to how I got there was I had been I had left um, Tampa, taken some time off playing some serpent, some golfing, some seeing family, and then I got a call from uh, a friend of mine who was the GM of Rivers, Philadelphia. And that prop needed some help. They were, uh, they were in trouble. Uh, I guess team-wise, team their team was falling apart. Most of those people had worked for me at Borgata. They had a lot of challenges. So keeping the, that part of the story short, um, I had left there, had done everything I possibly could there to help that team. Um, and then um, I was just going to take some more time off. And Rush Beat Corporate was so kind and, and allowed me to stay on asking me if I would help with the, uh, with the displays, uh, with our displays poker room. Mm-hmm. And man, I was stoked for that. I mean, I thought, geez, that, you know, that's a big thing for me. So, um, having said that very, very thankful for Rush Street Gaming, all the people at Rush Street Gaming were so thankful for, um, I didn't have as much to do with the, with the design of that poker room as, as much as, where their faults were, pinch, pinch points. They had a, they had a, a podium that was in the wrong position. If they hadn't, if they hadn't taken my advice, they would have had people exiting the podium right in the, uh, the, the chip line, right in the cashier's cage line. Mm-hmm. So it was those little things, um, positioning of the tables, space between tables. Uh, those were the types of things that, that, um, that I helped them with, of course, hiring, uh, you got to hire the right people, sure. right? Otherwise, otherwise you got this brand new car that nobody's had to drive. So, um, so yeah, so I had as much to do with that as far as just a consultant type of thing. Um, and of course, hired the right poker room manager. There was a couple of big candidates, but what a monster that place is. <laughs> Little did we know they're going to need way more than 22 tables. Wow. <laughs> Now, I, I got to ask you, one of the exciting things you did recently is design a new poker room in Virginia. T- tell us about that project, and tell us about the room that you designed for them. Yeah, so so um, they had asked me to come on, you know, come out of the corporate, take the corporate hat off and come here mm-hmm. and uh, help design this poker room. And this was my first poker room design to where 
I, again, it was dirt poor. It, the only difference was it was attached to a casino. Mm-hmm. So it was already had this big, this big plan. And for me to have to go and try to change things, it was kind of a challenge, but, but they had listened, uh, they had listened and they were, they were, they were very, you know, very receptive to the changes that I had here. But of course, the, the trouble I had here was the supply chain issues, trying to get those timeline things, the tables, the chairs, the chips, the cards, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who knew that there was going to be a problem with them getting the material for the cards? Wow. So I think the biggest challenge for me here to make sure that that, that, that stuff showed up on time. Um, and then, of course, they moved the data a month. Well, now you're all, you know, <laughs> now you're like, wow, okay, I got to make this happen. You're back on the phone. You're telling your, you're telling your vendors I needed a month early. Can you put me in a different queue? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was from people don't understand it. When you design a room and you are a hands-on director, you're ordering everything, tables, chips, cards, chairs, right down to the all-in buttons. Um, and that's one challenge in and of itself. So then you've got to start hiring the right people. Uh, and of course, we're in that we're in the world right now. People don't seem to want to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a challenge. That was a challenge as well. But but we got through it. Um, there was a massive uh, massive amount of poker being played in Virginia. Little to little to my knowledge. Yeah, I, I know. know that Boy, they I didn't had, know that. Yeah, yeah, they had these poker rooms all around here, these charity rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always a, I always thought about lo- hiring local. Um, I'm always thinking about the local players first. If they're happy, then the people who come in to play are happy. So I used all the dealers who deal who dealt in these home games, <laughs> <laughs> trained them up, and gave them a job. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's that's so interesting because I I really didn't know too much about the poker scene in Virginia, and, and certainly your poker room must be one of the first casino type of poker rooms in the state. So, uh, how, how much pressure is on you knowing that you know the first impression of casino Virginia poker will be from one of the rooms that you designed? Yeah, great question. Because you know we always go back to think you know we have this. We have this reputation to keep, right? And, and and everything, if you do things right and you surround yourself with the right people, you'll be successful. So there's always that, you know, is this going to blow up on my face? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, is it going to be as successful as, as the other properties? So that's always in the back of your mind. Um, I just kept true to what I know, and that's uh, hire, hire the best people you can. I use a lot of... Uh, I use a I use a lot of like, people. Mm-hmm. If they're just nice people, I can teach them. I can teach them everything they need to know about poker. I can't teach them what their parents or their grandparents or or just people in their lives should have taught them. So in this job specifically, I went for people who who I thought were going to give the best customer service. I'll teach them poker, mm-hmm. and it's been unbelievable. It's been an unbelievable uh, journey so far. 
Okay, I'm going to ask the most unfair question I'm going to ask in this interview. Do you have a favorite poker room? Do you have a poker room where you point to, I work there, I uh, directed that poker room, or I designed that poker room? Is there a poker room that says, you know what, that's a Tommy Bates poker room? Boy, I tell you, I will always be so proud of that Tampa poker room. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a few reasons. A, that Mr. Frank, my dear friend, would give me that opportunity. Um, John Fontana, that took, a, took, you know, every Friday I would meet with John and we would review. I'm so thankful for the time that he put into me. And also for Paul Malo. Uh, who was our who was our VP to bring you on board? Never having never even had to have been a director of poker before, mm-hmm. taught me a lot of things in the first two years. So I think for me, it will always go back to to the Hard Rock Tampa Poker Room. I mean, there there's not a thing that that is in that poker room that I didn't either put there or touched or was my decision. It, right down to the right down to the chips that I designed those chips. Um, so I think if I, if I, if I had one thing that I could die on, it would be the hard rock Tampa poker room. So after the Virginia poker room that just opened, do you have another project lined up that you can share with us? What's next for you? Ooh, that's a great, that's a great question. <laughs> I, um, I don't know right now. I know, I know this. I have a lot of, people asking me to come and um, work for them and to help them. Um, but um, I have to stay focused on this team to make sure that if I, if I were to leave here, that they're as successful as if I were here. Okay. Uh, you, you always hear, you know, and I hate when I hear this from people, they, they always say, if I ever left that place, it would fall apart. To me, you weren't a good you weren't a good director or you weren't a good manager if in fact that happened um, because you didn't train the people right. I teach all my whole staff everything that's in my head. I want them to take my job. It's a wide open take my job, please, because then they feel <laughs> they feel um, as, as part of that program as I do. So I think to answer the question directly, I would say for the next for the next year. Um, I'm going to stay focused on making sure this team is successful should I leave. Okay. Now, having said that, that may not be my choice. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. So if, if there's a casino executive listening out there, how, how do they get in touch mm-hmm. with you? Do you have a website? Do you have a Twitter address or Facebook address? If there's a casino out there who wants a poker room designed by Tommy Bates, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so... um so my Twitter is Tommy at Tommy Bates Poker. I just signed up on LinkedIn okay. for the first time in my whole career because I was forced to, <laughs> not forced to, but they had asked me to. I never, I never, I appreciate LinkedIn, right? It's a great, but I've always, uh, I've always gotten my jobs through word of mouth and mm-hmm. some really, some really intelligent executives would pass my name on it should I become unemployed. So I'm thankful for that. But yeah. Uh, at uh, at Tom Bates Poker on Twitter, I uh, couldn't say. I guess I guess you could, maybe you could tell me on LinkedIn that you just. I guess they would just go to my name. I'm not too familiar with that. Okay. Um. But yeah, I guess the best way to, to contact me is through Twitter. Okay. Me to, to, to Twitter. 
and and also so there is there's a couple of jobs that there's one job that uh, uh, I'm working on with um, I think I'm heading out there next week. Of course, these are things I can't speak about because they're, con- they're consulting jobs. Okay. And um, so, uh, you know, uh, a well-known poker pro, I'm going to do some work for him. I helped another well-known poker pro last year open up a place in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am doing little things, but, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I think, yeah. Well, it's, it sounds okay. like we're going to have to get you back on to uh, get it for more uh, information on your new uh, new project. So, uh, but yeah, and there's also there's also my friend uh, Greg Carlin, uh, who who I knew I knew before I started working at Rush Street. We have similar interests of in poker. Greg loves poker. Um, we also have similar friends, right? Uh, some of the high stakes players. Um, I've always been loyal to him. Uh, not only as a friend, but as a, but as a, when he was our CEO, COO, mm-hmm. I love his visions. So if an opportunity would come up with him, I certainly, uh, certainly would be first on any, on any list I have would be, uh, because I trust the guy. Well, we are out of time, but uh, Tommy Bates, thank you so much for coming on and talking about poker rooms and poker room design and the incredible projects you've worked on. I I can honestly say I will never look at a poker room the same way again after hearing about the incredible work it takes to get it up and running. But like I said, please come back on and keep us updated about what you're doing next. Thanks so much for your time. And Dave, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, And I'll come back anytime. Oh, sounds great. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant and insurance companies want to settle on the cheap auto accident help desk connects victims with powerful lawyers they fight for you i called auto accident help desk and got help for my pain and suffering don't let an insurance company take advantage of you our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day call 800-297-9766 800-297-9766 if you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months You owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. It's a casino. People got to win sometimes. If you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Beating the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. 
That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to this week's edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishaddle here with Dave Weishaddle. We're here crisscrossing the country, going through the different jackpots that have happened over the past week, whether it's a casino, whether it's lottery, whether it's pie gal poker, whether it's a bad beat, anything that has happened in terms of a jackpot of over $100,000 or more, we will be talking about this week. Press releases, please keep them coming in. We love hearing about all these different jackpots, and we love learning about the games in yeah. some of the different places. We talk about the press releases. Boy, we get a ton of them with the jackpots and things like that. It's, well, it's great. <laughs> uh, casinos and lotteries are proud of their winners. So, so uh, and, and also, i got to include, now we have the independent jack, uh, lottery app. Apps like Jackpot, Jackpocket, and Jackpot.com. You know, every time you see a winner from one of those, we're getting the information. And yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty cool to see all these different ways people can win money in the gaming industry. Yeah, one, people one way, win, shape, or and form. the uh, the the casinos win because they get a lot of press out of yep. this and things like that. One so, major jackpot probably leads to about a couple hundred customers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you figure the math is great. It's you know, always in the favor these, of the casino, uh, especially the slot machines. Yes. You know, I. You know, I I do this segment with you, but I'm I'm learning along with it because I have a pad and pen and I write down the new games. And you know, being in New Jersey, you get the online casino, so you can always uh, check out these new slot machines that I obviously are paying off. You know what? The one thing I learn every week when I do this segment with you, mm-hmm. I have the crappiest luck because obviously I'm not winning any of these <laughs> yeah, jackpots. Right. Uh, but as always, we're going to start off uh, with a video poker jackpot Mm -hmm. i don't know why i said we're starting off with as always because this is something new we've never started off with a video poker win oh okay so uh it was a hundred dollar uh bet on a triple play video poker machine at caesar's palace four hundred and one thousand dollars wow i'm not a big video poker kind of guy i mean i i play it you know that's I play video poker when I'm sitting down at the casino bar and it's like right in front of me. So, you know, yeah. you might as well do something and it's usually video poker. So, uh, no, but that's when I play a uh, video poker. Boy, to win $401,000. Yeah. yeah. I, I about, just, is this, is that the kind of, uh, was he sitting at a bar? Was well, the person sitting at a bar doing this or triple play is, they have bags is in both. Machines, so, yeah. But triple yeah. plays in both forms. It's on, it's yeah. on the bar and also it's on the, uh, um, the casino floor. This yeah, was, yeah. The picture included with this was the casino floor. Oh, okay. so this they was not at the bar. They pictures with the machines. Yes. Huh? Oh, yes. okay. All right. Uh, actually, I remember the last time I played video poker at one of the bars in the casinos. You know, this is me being stupid. I actually was playing, took a took a shot, a sip of my beer. I put the bottle down right on one of the buttons. Oh, so I actually really? ended up holding <laughs> a card I didn't want to do. Okay, so, didn't even realize it at the time, but that's. I've, I've never heard of anyone doing that. Well, good. I'm the first. Wow. Hopefully, I'm the By last. By the way, we are talking about online uh, casinos. Video poker is on the online casinos, yes. too. Yes. So I'm sure triple play is is on online. Yeah, take quite an effort for me to put a beer down yeah, on one of Yeah, you do that, you're yeah. breaking your computer. Exactly. Uh, we're going to leave the United States and go up to Canada, ah. British Columbia. The PlayNow.com platform, which is run by the BC Lottery Corp, uh, we have a progressive jackpot of $364,969.90 on the holiday-themed Winning Tree Casino on PlayNow.com. And 
great amount of money there. Great progressive, great game. As a matter of fact, I took a look at the game. It's really cool. What would holiday themed? Is it Christmas? Winning tree. Winning tree. It's Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Yes. Christmas trees. Christmas trees. uh, Do they keep these? these games year round year yes. round kind of yeah. thing okay yeah most of them do you can actually if you dig around you can see it yeah i, I thought i like about the online yeah. casinos they have the uh every holiday they yep. have the theme like halloween they have halloween themed games and um i i guess you know we we had valentine's day come and go and there I, were they, a ton of valentine's was day valentine's themed, day games, themed yes. games which yes. I, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. I would think there's a lot of uh, there's a leprechaun game. I know that's out there. I there know there's are a lot of uh, lucky this and lucky yep. that, and I'm sure there, there's going to be a lot of uh, St. Patrick's Day themed games. There's actually a really cool one. A lot of the online casinos have it's uh, the Book of Irish, and huh. it's it's all okay. Ireland themed, Celtic themed. Oh, okay. Uh, imagery, leprechauns. Great music in it too, I okay. have to admit. and that's one of the things I've been actually noticing. To be a lot perfectly more of, honest, is the music. Uh, the perfectly honest with you, I usually <laughs> keep the sound off. When, you know, when, so. when I'm trying to game, I leave the sound on, and okay, then, yeah. then the well, next time I play, I shut. So the you sound get the off. full experience. Yeah, exactly. I don't. So yeah. I, sometimes I'm just laying in bed with my phone and I'm playing whatever on either slots or poker yeah. or whatever. You know, I, I usually keep the sound off. And also when it comes to music, you'll know within the first couple of notes whether and, you're going to keep it on. And anyway. by the way, if people are playing at work, I'm yes. sure they're keeping yes. the sound off. Yeah. Well, we're going from Canada and now back down to Nevada. We've got the Aliante Casino Hotel and Spa. All right. We have a Boyd's Reward member playing the IGT Wheel of Fortune slot. No well, word on what the denomination that's, that's, of the Wheel of Fortune was. That's a was. money machine there. He was playing a the 25 cent Wheel of Fortune slot machine. His bet was $1.75 and he walked away with $254,212.71 and this happened on Valentine's Day. See, that's my kind of bet. I mean, yes. you know, you, you give all these stories, oh, they were playing $300 a hand or $300 yes. a spin. That's that's a little rich for my blood. But $1.75 a yep. spin, okay, I can get it. See, I I like that jackpot because it's something I would do. Well, here, And I'm, I wish something it was I, I would do. And here we're on Valentine's Day, so this Boyd Rewards member fell in love with that slot machine. Absolutely. Staying in Vegas. We're going back to Caesars Palace right now. Uh, just before 3, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, one of their slot players, who's a Caesars Reward member as well, was playing Diamond Queen, put down $2 on the Diamond Queen, and walked away with $219,000 jackpot. See, I like that story. That's my kind of bet. That's another That's yeah. another great kind of bet, great yeah. kind of jackpot. And I don't. I have not played Diamond Queen, sorry to say. Yeah. But I see it everywhere. Which more shocking to me, I'm trying to remember when was the last time I was up at 3.10 in the morning. So <laughs> you good, mean intentionally good, good for them. Stay good, good for them staying up that late. And yeah. obviously it paid off lots of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, among other things, yeah, I would probably, think, you know, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. you know, it's, uh, the, uh, the thrill of playing slots at three ten in the morning. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, staying in Nevada, we're going to the green Valley ranch. We have a seven card straight flush with a joker, $141,461 with a $25,000 bonus jackpot. Wow. Is that the side bet thing? Yes. Okay. Total jackpot was $166,461, Green Valley Ranch. It was a five through jack of clubs with the joker used in place of the eight of clubs to hit yeah. the seven card straight flush. I got to get good at pie, gal. 
Obvi- obviously, people are making a ton of money on PyGal. Well, again, I, I there's so many different games to try. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually more focused on trying to learn a lot of these different slots because we're seeing a lot of variations on those. But mm-hmm. PyGal is an amazing well, game. Well, that'll do for us this week. We'll see you next time on the radio with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.